John Ahern and Honora Power were born in Waterford. Though he was a trained blacksmith, the depressed economy and other travails of life in colonial Ireland meant that once married, they reckoned their prospects were better elsewhere. They emigrated across the Atlantic sometime in the late 1830s. Cities like Montreal and Quebec were expanding apace, bustling with English, Scottish, French and Irish accents. Steamboats, sailboats, birch bark canoes and massive lumber rafts plied the Great St. Lawrence River to and from the vast Canadian wilderness, with entrepreneurs reaping pelts and pines for export to Europe. Rubbing shoulders with emigrants, indigenous people, soldiers, sailors, functionaries, hunters and lumbermen, Nora and John entered a very different world from everything they had known in Ireland. They made their way by steamboat up the Ottawa River, or Rideau Canal, to Ottawa, then known as Bytown, arriving around 1840. Bytown was divided between affluent upper town with fine houses, a bank, church, and even a theatre, and swampy lower town, full of taverns and shanties for the families of lumbermen and labourers. Work on the canal, available land, and jobs in the lumber industry had drawn many Irish to Bytown and the Ottawa Valley. They competed, often violently in the 1830s and 1840s, with the French for jobs and social dominance. John found work making tools for the lumber mills and fixing machines in the busy industrial area of Chaudière Falls. By the early 1850s, they had settled in nearby Le Breton Flats, just as the area was developing as a suburb. Born in 1855, when Bytown was renamed Ottawa, by the time their son John was five years old, Ottawa had become the capital of Canada. As Tom grew, Irish and French builders erected its landmark Parliament buildings. Tom Young's mind must have been fascinated by the magical transformations in his father's forge, as glowing metal was hammered into usefulness. If metallurgy had fashioned civilization for millennia, the new steam age of industrialization and harnessing electricity birthed the modern technological age. With the success of the transatlantic telegraph cable late in 1866, communications were truly globalized with momentous consequences. Somehow, Nora and John found the means to enroll Tom in Ottawa College. His father, John, died in 1871, just about the time that Tom was either expelled or left college. Whatever other science he learned, it was on the job. Tom became obsessed with electricity, learning its practical application in the new telegram industry. On reading of Edison's invention, Tom took a cigar box and wires and made his own telephone. His progress as an inventor was unstoppable, and his sobriquets accumulated. Electricity Tom, the Edison of Canada and the king of electricity. As an engineer, inventor, and wealthy business mogul, Tom Ahern, along with his childhood friend and business partner, Warren Soper, transformed their home city with electric lighting, telephones, tramways, and much more. By 1900, Ottawa had more light bulbs per capita than any other city in the world. He filled Parliament with electric light. A master of promotion, Tom combined many skills, inventing and tinkering with new devices, networking people to advance projects, and thinking big about developing Ottawa. He was a prolific inventor with more than 30 patents to his name, including the electric oven that won him the gold medal at the Central Canada Exhibition in 1892 and featured in the World's Fair in Chicago in 1893. It was the subject of a commemorative stamp issued in 2011. Tom was the first chairman of the Federal District Commission charged with planning the city. Confidant of Prime Minister's he was appointed to the Privy Council and was one of the first directors of the Bank of Canada. In 1884, Tom married into the local aristocracy in the person of Lilius Mackay Fleck, 
whose family had made its fortune as Montreal industrialists before moving to Ottawa. In 1886, Lilius gave birth to Thomas Franklin, known always as Frank, who grew to become a soldier, businessman, MP and sports mogul. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame as owner of the Ottawa Senators in their glory days between 1920 and 1923 when they won three Stanley Cups. Two years after Frank's birth, Lilius O'Hearn died while giving birth to a second child, a daughter. Her fate was an ever-present mortal danger, with 5% of all women dying in childbirth at the time. Her sister Margaret took over raising the children, and in 1892, a few months after the death of Nora O'Hearn, she and Tom married. Lilius would grow up to marry the publisher, Harry Stevenson Southam, to form one of the resident elite families of Old Ottawa. In 1909, Frank married Nora Lewis, whose family were Canadian establishment. Their daughter, also named Lilius, was from birth embedded in the elite of Ottawa, familiar with the VIPs who regularly visited their home. Every event of her young life was documented in the press. Confident and chanting and daring, after service in the Second World War, Lilius married Lionel Massey, descendant of the great Toronto family of industrialists and philanthropists. She made her mark as the vice-regal consort to her widowed father-in-law, Vincent, when he was appointed Canada's first citizen governor-general. She represented Canada at the 1952 coronation of Queen Elizabeth II in London, Vincent having elected to stay in Ottawa. She accompanied him on his more than 80 trips around Canada on all kinds of transport, including dog sleds, and was the first woman to fly over the Arctic. Entertaining the world's elite in Ottawa at the official residence of Rideau Hall, Lilius was, literally, hostess to Canada's emergence onto the world stage in the 1950s. In 1947, Frank and Nora Hearn moved into Seven Rideau Gate, an historic Ottawa mansion dating to 1861. They enlarged and modernised it in a way that made it suitable for its present vocation as the official government guesthouse for visiting dignitaries. With little more than their character, talent and grit, Nora and John established a new life in rough-and-tumble Bytown and successfully raised a family. For the O'Hearns, as for so many Irish families, within three generations, the talents of the O'Hearns for innovation, business, sport and politics helped transform Bytown into Ottawa, a modern city worthy of being Canada's capital.